Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. We are back, Al Pellets, here with another critical conversation. So we have had our trip here in Stillwater. If you guys saw our pictures at Eskimo Joe's, wonderful time. Um, and today's critical conversation is all about competition. So when we think about competition, well, let's start by saying, what is the biggest award that you won in an FFA jacket? That's unfair. Oh, somebody's oh, feisty. Somebody wow. lost them. Somebody didn't win. Oh. Somebody wasn't an FFA. Oh. <laughs> what was your favorite award? <laughs> <laughs> so those else? of us that are of higher quality, Dr. Myers, what was your biggest award in a jacket? Oh, wow. Um, probably my American FFA degree. Ooh, nice. I didn't know what that was until I was an ag teacher. Interesting. I would say mine was the creed winning, state creed winning. Really? Like well, national officer wasn't a thing no, for you? No, the creed winning thing was big because, yeah. you know, you think you're a scared little loser. Mm. But when we look at competition, unless you're Kate, um, <clears throat> Kate is quite competitive. I've seen lots of competitive videos. Competition. <laughs> she's an equine, equestrian jumper. So when we look at the critical conversation today, all about competition, and all of us love competition. Yeah. I do. Um, I love a good game. But as I look at an FFA advisor, I focus so much on the competition. And as I look at it now, I um, has competition eaten ag education? That's our critical conversation. Like today. tail wagging dog. Yeah, we got a big old wagon in front of the horse. Yeah. Is my my thought. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so this is someone coming in it from an outside perspective, right? Because I hadn't, I did not drink the Kool-Aid until I was an ag teacher. So um, when I first went to convention and saw how the competitions went, I was like, "This is not. This is a cult. This is not. <laughs> this is not what we need to do." Um, but seeing how the contests motivate students, like, was a game changer for me because there are students that are not um, motivated by grades, right? And then suddenly you put a competition in front of them, right? We all like some healthy competition. Put a competition in front of them, and they were like 100% on board, willing to participate. Now, I think the contest makes a big difference, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how does, and how you teach that contest. How does one particular contest help a student in what you're overall trying to learn? Some of them I'm not sure if they do. Right. I think part of it, too, though, is, is if the competition is the only tool we're doing, because, again, you said, yes, yeah, some students are motivated by competition. Some avoid competition altogether. It's true. To make those things happen. So 
I think that's that's the idea we got to kind of kind of focus on. Um, it is it is a concern that sometimes um, we're only focused on the competition. We pull those five kids out, and that's what they're going to be focused on, and kind of right. forget everybody else. Yeah. They can play cards, right? They can the play cards, play cards in the back. do whatever. <laughs> so the idea is, what are you going to do with the rest of those? With the rest of them. Or what else are you doing to connect with, with other students? Because I remember back when I was teaching, I had two great students I can come to mind right now that were phenomenal, salt of the earth, did anything we wanted to do locally. If there was an event going on, they were the first one there, the last ones to leave. And the FFA made a difference in their lives because of, of the skills they learned would not participate in a CDE. Right. That, was just, that was just not their thing for a lot of different reasons. So Yeah. yeah. Well, so, Kate, I'm going to go back to... What makes great competition? Or like in ag education, what makes a great career development event or a great LDE or something that ends in an award? What makes it great and what makes it a diversion from our mission? Well, we've talked before about the three-circle model, Mm -hmm. right? And that classroom, I I really think that classroom and laboratory instruction bubble, right, should be what drives our overall program. Student learning has to be at the forefront of everything that we do. And it's not just student learning anything, right? There's like content. Mm -hmm. There are benchmarks that students have to meet. And if the contests can fit into those, and like you're saying, Brian, if you can get all of your students, like like oftentimes you have a chapter level Mm -hmm. competition first. So you get, for example, an entire class involved. I mean, there, there are classes you teach and contests that align, right? My horse judging students should be pulled, and I'm not saying like pulled out of class, but they should come from my equine science class. I'll use the horse example since since that's how I see competition. No. (laughs) You're not even, Marshall's trying, for those that are not watching the video, Marshall's trying to imitate a a hunter, jumper, Jumper. rider, and it's horrific. (laughs) I think my form is pretty good, actually. It's terrible. So anyway, um... There are contests that align with the content that we teach. Now, I think that there are some that are, through tradition, maybe right. used to align with the, with the content that we taught. But as ag changes, maybe they're not so relevant anymore. So what do you all think? What do you do with that when a contest is there via t- for tradition's sake? Right. Do you lose the tradition? What do you do? Well, I think that's a tough part. you got to go back and look about how do these things start? You know, with whether it's a uh, one of the the CDEs or a proficiency award or whatever else, mm-hmm. so many things have, we've done them forever and they're great and they're important, but they're not necessarily all industry driven. I mean, if you really look down mm-hmm. at the the brass tacks of these things, we give out the proficiency awards that there's a sponsor for that somebody will put up the money to sponsor this particular award. Yeah. Which may or may not be the most appropriate. And I'm not saying all well, of them. It means they're industry driven. Right? Well, or could be. Yeah, they're yeah. at least supported or somebody somebody finds those things. The same thing with, with the different contests. And I, I know when we were teaching these things, I definitely talked about, I think there's two different breeds of CDs out there. There's kind of this, the old for fashion ones, the more traditional ones that we have, and then the more interactive ones. Things like Ag Issues and those things where students are actually working to collaboratively yep. to build projects, making things kind of happen. And I think those are much more applicable to what's happening today than maybe... Some of our more traditional ones that we've got going on that we're going to keep doing because we've done them forever, but even folks in the industry are like, mm, that's really not how it's done anymore. So but how do you fit them into your, or do you fit them into your classes, or is that what becomes extra? Like, how? what if they don't, what if there's complete misalignment between contest yeah. and content? Well, that's the biggest struggle I always had as an ag teacher was... <clears throat> 
kiddos would find a, a sincere interest in dairy foods. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, kiddos would come in at four in the morning or crazy stuff mm. to study something they were really interested in. But they happened to be in plant science. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was always a challenge. If, if the dairy foods contest was in my food and products class, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, and then also the other problem I had is certain contests like livestock judging is not a good, it's a great traditional, it's, it's the best traditions of our national life. That is what, in FFA, we livestock judge and give reasons. But, you know, you look at contests or, you know, career development events like floriculture, where you take a call from a customer, you produce a budget, you create the floral arrangement. Like, that really is motivating students to learn what we'd want them to learn. Mm-hmm. Livestock judging is not a good, comprehensive, uh, motivational assessment of animal science. So I struggled with those two big things and how to make those work. Yeah. And then what if we did um, dairy judging? I had some students that were really interested in dairy judging, and we did not have a dairy in the entire county. So like, at, at what point do you say, guys, this isn't aligned? But if they're really, really excited and passionate about it, I didn't have the heart to tell them that it's not aligned. So we, we would spend time on something that was completely misaligned with our content. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us do that. Ours was 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 dairy foods and and for and poultry judging. I mean, our for some unknown reason, our students in our school and in our area loved the poultry CDE. There was not a poultry production facility within a million miles of, yep. of the school where we were mm-hmm. to do that sort of thing. And so I think that's where maybe you, we can use competition to get kids excited about things because they were they were there for the competition piece. It was all mm-hmm. it was a little bit of the novelty. Of something because it wasn't what they were teaching all the time. It was like, oh, I can go, I can yeah. go talk about this thing and and have some success with it. And so I, th- I think it's okay to do some of that. You just can't let that be everything that you're doing. Yeah. So I'm gonna change this just a little, mm-hmm. if y'all don't mind, because it got me thinking when you were talking about the poultry judging. So when you have a team, right, mm-hmm. and the team needs another additional person, because the whole I, what we're talking about today is education versus competition. The idea of getting out of school. I remember there was one Mm -hmm. time where we had a student where they needed a fourth person for the poultry team, and they were like, you, kid, you like eggs? Come on the bus. Hadn't practiced, hadn't spent any time. So I mean, he's competing, but it's totally random how how well he does, and now he's getting out of school. All his classes, not just his ag classes. So how do you do that when you've got three other students that have worked really hard, but you need, you know, for whatever reason? I mean, it happens to all of us, right? Right. What do you do? Well, you know, I think you've got to get back to the basics of why why we do what we do. And I think too many times we get into the traditions and the habits, and I think that's where competition can eat us. Yeah. Is we get into the competi we get into the tradition of. We go to judging, we, and we. I think as an ag teacher, I got very caught up with, i got to run my practice session, i got to get these students ready, I've got this team that's missing a person, and I was really caught up in the mechanics and the tradition of getting my kids to a contest and filling teams. Being a coach. Yeah, being a coach, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, but it has to be, I think, positions within the larger context where I think we've got to stop as an ag teacher. If I could talk to myself again, mm-hmm. I would. if I went back and taught ag today, I would make sure that I asked the question why more often because I think I got so caught up in preparing teams. And honestly, I as an ag teacher, full disclosure, one thing I loved about teaching ag was I loved going to the contest and the game of it. Yeah, you're competing with other ag teachers, right? Your kids against theirs. I had more fun watching one of my students win than maybe even 
my memories of myself winning. Right. Yeah. To watch your chapter be successful, there's an adrenaline rush there. And I wish I could tell myself four years ago, um, can you get that same adrenaline rush when kiddos get super excited about agriculture, right. but maybe it's not a plaque or an award? Yeah. Maybe so it's for their me, grade, right? Maybe right, they did right. really awesome on the last assessment that they yeah. had. Yeah. Which, Which sounds really super dorky. I get it. Yeah. But I think we've got to ask ourselves the question why. And, you know, there's a lot of research around goal expectancy theory that and we're about to do some research here at Oklahoma right. State on can you actually do damage? What are the motivational implications for, number one, winning? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the motivational, it, it may spur your motivation. We won. I love dairy foods. Yeah. But it may also say, conquered, next. Right. So yeah. it may decrease motivation. We're going to study that. But then also when you send the person in poultry judging and they've never judged before, they walk in and look like an idiot. They feel like an idiot. And they're, they're trying to do the, the, the failure avoidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not trying to win. Get, yeah. When you throw someone in a contest, they're not trying to win. They're trying to avoid failure. And yeah. that's a socially constructed thing. So how much damage do we do when we just let a kiddo try it out? You know, Mm -hmm. I I wonder. I don't know exactly. We need to research that more, but I wonder the implications. Yeah. Well, I think the big part there is is letting them be prepared because if you're just throwing them into these situations, a lot of times they'll be going because they may be passionate about the chapter and they're like, oh, the the chapter needs me to fill out this team. Mm -hmm. And then they go. Or let's face it, they just want to get out of school. Or they want to get out of school or whatever else, but they're just like completely crushes them because they're like... I'm embarrassed, and then they're they're just done. Like I'm not going to do anything anymore yeah. because I hated the way that felt. <clears throat> yeah, but see, if you're if you're teaching your contests, if you're prepping students for contests in the classes in which they align, then you've got an entire group of twelve to thirty-two students that are all maybe not totally prepared, but right. but at least they have some skill set there. Well, I think, and some of those those again, the newer breed of CDs, like I call them, I think they're built for it. If, if I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't use the horticulture CDE mm-hmm. as a as a framework around to build your class. Yeah. I mean that's your because you gotta have to have a list of plant ID somewhere. Well, use that list mm-hmm. for your particular area and, and kind of the, the structure that happens is really really solid. I think the other area of competition we haven't talked about yet is we talk about CDs and that kind of thing, but this goes back all the way back to my high school ag teacher who was my dad's high school ag teacher, so he'd been there a while. So like. Centuries, centuries it was ago, like, it was like John Dewey. John, or, yes, it was Rufus. There were Benson. no girls in FFA yet. Yeah, <laughs> they still had like jackets that were just the corn, not we, the eagle. We, yeah. we, we did have some white jackets running around at that particular time <laughs> back then, though. Um, but it was—it's the FFA degree structure. It's the competition with, for the for the individual, a competition against a standard, yes, rather than just competition against each other. And I'm not saying one is definitely better than the other. I think, but I think mm-hmm. both are needed. And I think right mm-hmm. now, if any, if any competition is eating us, it's the fact that all we're doing is the competi- mm-hmm. competition against each other. And the only way that I can be successful is if I make you look bad, or yeah. if I beat if I you beat somehow, somebody. if I beat you. Right. That's yeah. the way I. There has I, to be I a loser. And and I think. There's some things that yeah go across that, but I think the degree, the degree structure is a, a tool that we have to help all the students meet a standard. And I'm I'm not saying everybody gets a degree. I'm not saying everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets an award. That's where I was going. That's mm-hmm. not the thing yeah. at all. Well, and how is it filled out? Like, is there value in it, or is it that the teacher filled it out, or the student filled it out at right. the last minute, right. and they don't even know what's in there? Well, but, and the fact of the matter is, I haven't thought about is in motivation theory, expectancy value theory would say some students are seeking affirmation of winning. Right. 
Yeah. But some people are simply wanting to show that they themselves have gotten better for themselves. They are better than they were last time. So to assume that everybody is driven by the motivation to win and beat you is wrong. Some people just want to get better personally and actually get annoyed by all the... That's actually me. I and you know you actually bring out that more competitive. I want to beat you, but <laughs> overall, as a person, I just want to compete against myself. Previously, true confessions, Dr. Kate Shoulder. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, I, so I, that would be the one thing I would encourage all of us to think more about is how do we use the degree structure to mm-hmm. actually motivate our students and help them using goal setting. Because I mean, you use goal setting if you know you're probably meant to proceed your team or whatever else. Yeah, you want to do better next year, but. Mm-hmm. On that standards-based stuff, you kind of know, here's what I have to do mm-hmm. to get my Greenhand degree or my chapter FA degree or my state FFA degree. And I think that's a, a really great motivational tool to actually use competition, but the students competing against their own performance. Mm-hmm. Isn't that really how, like, grades and learning is supposed to happen, too? Ideally. Yeah. Well, you know, it makes me think about, <clears throat> so experiential learning, which is what I think about all the time, there's four things a teacher has to do to facilitate holistic learning, learning that matters, that's integrated. They have to facilitate an interest. They have to learn what the kid's interested in, and they have to go to the kid first before they, they give them info. They've got to find something the kid is interested in so they can you know, start with that. And then they've got to build expertise. You've got to provide some expert knowledge. And the, the two key ones I keep thinking about in this is you've got to provide feedback. There's got to be systems for you to perform, test your theories, and be evaluated on the performance, which then equally leads to the coaching, which is one of the four roles. Yeah. And But coaching isn't winning. It's not football coaching. Right. It is goal setting. You, your weld was a two out of five, and this is how I can get you to a three next time. Mm-hmm. And I think the competitive structure, if it's doing that, if you are judging and giving reasons and you're monitoring that you are working through that better and you can see growth and development, then we really are hitting all the modes of learning. Yeah. Um, but I know there were also times I memorized a thousand pages of farm business management questions and I was using weird ways to memorize the answers right. to try to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that full process. Yeah. Well, and then how do you manage that full process with every student? Mm-hmm. Right. You're not just talking the four that you won in the contest. Well, I think also even... Even at a more fundamental level than that is to remember that the competitions we have in FFA, whether they're CDEs or degrees or whatever else, their ultimate purpose is an application learning tool. Mm-hmm. It's yep. how do we help the student. That, that's why this whole thing got started. Yep. Yeah. It's not there. And, and again, I told the other people, one of my pet peeves is when a bunch of ag teachers get together and say, hey, I, I, I got seven state degrees this year, or I won three CDs. No, you didn't. You didn't do any of that stuff. Your kids did that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, as, as educators, as teachers, we've got to make that switch to it's not I'm doing the competition. Yeah, I can still feel yeah. great when my student does well or wins an award or whatever else, but ultimately you have to help that student do it mm-hmm. because it's not you winning there. It's not you that that's winning that parliamentary procedure contest. Even though you may have seven state-winning mm-hmm. teams in your history, you have to instill that into your students and help them to get that thing done. Again, not take anything away from the ag teacher and the, and the, the role that they play, but we have to know that we're all here for student success and helping mm-hmm. them meet their goals. Yep. Competition is our it's, – it, it's one of the best elements of our program. It's what makes us unique. Mm-hmm. It's what gets kids to school at 5 in the morning mm-hmm. to work on parliamentary procedure, which yeah. like how can you get a kid to come memorize something at 5 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Well, competition does it. But I think what we've talked about today, it also can kind of become a tradition and we can lose sight of the why. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully we can focus on that. Um, Kay Shoulders, Brian Myers, and Marshall Baker, we are here with this critical conversation. Hope that helps everybody start thinking. What are your opinions? Are we just way off base? <laughs> Jump on and argue. These entirely are, possible. Yeah. Entirely possible. <laughs> These are not created to for 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 you know the the perfect information to be provided. This is this is a critical conversation and discourse, and we want you guys in the classroom reminding us that have that are in the professorate reminding us. Jump in, tell us. Get on our Facebook page, Al Pellets. Um, Get into this conversation about what does competition do, good and bad, for us. Yeah. Yep. The recording's done, but the conversation is not. That's absolutely right. All right. Signing off from this critical conversation. We'll see you next time. The University of Florida's Department of Agricultural Education and Communication offers graduate certificates to expand your professional experience in agriculture and natural resources. Our certificates are designed for both non-degree-seeking students and those pursuing advanced degrees anywhere in the world. If you are interested in refining your teaching or leadership skills to make a greater impact on the world, our certificate programs are a great place to start. AEC is proud to empower agriculturalists who will become the next educators, the next communicators, and the next leaders for the Gator Good. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Al Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Al Pellets saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Al Pellets. Tips for Ag Teachers.